When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, it's Megan Mitchell from Agents of Change. Thanks for checking out my podcast. If you enjoy the content, please check out my ASWB test prep courses for the bachelor's, master's, and clinical exams. Each Agents of Change course includes more than 30 key topics that closely match the ASWB KSA content areas. Our content is great for both auditory and visual learners and includes video walkthroughs, supplemental materials, hundreds of practice questions, and twice monthly live study groups with me. You can learn more and get 10 free practice questions at agentsofchangeprep.com. Hey everyone, this is Megan Mitchell with Agents of Change Social Work Test Prep. Today I'm here to talk about how you can bounce back after a failed attempt. So I oftentimes get students that reach out and they say, help, I was not successful at passing the exam, what do I do? So today's social work shorts is going to focus on some tips and some advice of how you can bounce back, how you can reset, and how you can change your mindset to find success after a missed or a failed attempt on the ASWB exam. So I wanted to start with a quote. You can go ahead and read it. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. So I do want you to just take some time and give yourself grace for even taking the step to test for this exam, whether it be your first attempt, your fifth attempt, or your 10th attempt. That right there is a success that you took the time to put in the effort to sit for this exam. It is tricky. It is exhausting. But I hope that this quote will kind of resonate with you. And just know that if you were not successful, it does not mean that this is the end. This is not the end of the road for you. Keep continuing. Um, And we'll talk about some tips along the way that can help you push forward because it can be very disappointing. It can bring up tons of emotions if you're not successful. And it's a lot of energy that goes into studying for this exam. So it can be mentally exhausting and physically exhausting. Um, failing your exam, whatever level of the exam that might be, it can be very discouraging. Um, I've had people that were completely debilitated by not passing. It can bring up so many different emotions and it can be very stressful and very anxiety provoking. However, take that attempt as a learning experience and use it as an opportunity to set you up for success your next time around. Every time you sit for that exam, it's a learning experience. You should take something up, something away from it. You might have learned something about yourself. You might have learned something about that test that's going to be helpful as you push forward and take it again. So the first thing I suggest if you did not pass the exam, what do you do? You're going to first want, before you start doing anything, is you're going to want to visit the ASWB site 
to learn about the 90 day waiting period. So if you are not successful, you will have to wait 90 days. There are some exemptions um, depending on if your job, you read through this page because it's gonna give you some information of how long you have to wait, how you register fees and all of that. And unfortunately, yes, you will have to pay, pay the fees again. Um, like I said, all that information you can find on the ASWB, they put out that information for you. So first step, check out this website and learn more about the 90 day waiting period. Okay. So you've taken the exam and you were not successful. What do you do? You're going to want to think about your knowledge gaps. So as you were taking the exam, was there anything you felt that you were lacking content wise? What topics did you feel that you were not prepared for? I oftentimes people say, I saw tons of community questions, or I saw, saw tons of questions on hospital social work. Make sure you write those down so you don't forget it. And when you get back to restudying, you're going to want to spend extra time on that content you did not feel prepared for the first time around. Also, you get a score sheet when you take the exam, and it's going to break down your score and it's gonna give you the areas that you were strong in and the areas that you were weak in. Use that score sheet, that is a tool. It's going to give you your breakdown. So what were your areas of strengths or what were your areas of weaknesses or do you need to bring up your score in all of those areas? So use that score sheet to determine um, how you're going to move forward with your studying. So if say unit one was an area of weakness for you, Next time around, focus more intently on that area because you're going to want to really make sure that you have the content, application, and reasoning skills to boost up your score in any particular area. So make sure you're covering any topics you felt that you were maybe blindsided by or that you could have been a little bit more prepared for. What did you see more of than you expected on the exam? I often hear people saying the whole exam, I felt like the whole exam was first, most, next questions. If you know that application and reasoning questions are a challenge for you, um, make sure you write that down and make that an area of focus as you move forward. Or like I said, maybe there was an area of a certain content, content area that was something that you did not feel prepared for or you did not expect. Um, Something that you can take as a learning experience from that first attempt is now you know what it's like, right? You know what it's like to go into the testing center. You know what it's like to sit for four hours. Um, so make sure that you reflect on that experience and really think about are there any things, even going into the testing site or on testing day, that maybe you didn't feel comfortable with. What types of questions did you struggle with? Um, did you notice on the exam you were struggling with those application and reasoning questions? Did you have a hard time distinguishing or weeding out answers on those first, next, and best questions? Most of the time what I hear from students is that's where they get tripped up, those first, next, and best qualifier questions. And those require reasoning, critical thinking, reading comprehension, so often those are the most challenging. I will tell you the best way to build confidence in application and recall questions or application, recall and reasoning questions is to practice them. The more you practice questions, the better you will become and the stronger your strategy will get. So as you can see here, application and reasoning questions, those are the hardest. Why? They really have you sit with information, 
synthesize information, and use critical thinking skills. So you want to make sure if you did not really have a strategy to break down questions in your last attempt, that you really go in with some sort of strategy. Um, Agents of Change does have a video on um, the five W's. That could be a tool that you use in your studying next time around. So I suggest checking that out. It's just a way to pull out important information to make sure you're not missing anything when you are looking at those application and reasoning questions. So just to sum up here, what did you not feel prepared for? Was there anything that blindsided you? What did you see more of than you expected? Um, so that would be an area to focus on. And what types of questions did you struggle with? So you're also going to want to evaluate your study approach and materials. And let me just preface this by saying more materials does not equal success. But you do want to think of the following things. Do I have the right or any study materials? I've actually had people that said they did not have any study materials at all. That's going to be pretty challenging, and very few people are going to be able to pass this exam without study materials. Um, there's tons of study materials out there, but they are a critical part of preparing for your exam. There's tons of different ones, ranging from free to very pricey ones, but make sure you find something that works for you. That's going to be the biggest thing. And when I say, do you have the right study materials? The right study materials are going to be what's right for you. Every person's different. Um, every study approach is different. Every learning style is different. So make sure you find the study materials that are right for you. And Ted, people always ask me, well, how do I know if this is going to work? Research. Do your research. Also, if you are trying to purchase materials, see if there's a preview that you can do first reach out to the creator of those materials because you don't want to just throw tons and tons of money in and it's going to be something that's not helpful for you. Also, examine your past studying approach. Was there something in your past approach that did not work? Did you overstudy? Did you understudy? Um, did you cram? Did you find yourself burning out at the end? Also, just like we said, find study materials. Think about the study materials you used on your past approach. Just because you were not successful and you did not pass does not mean you need to throw those materials completely out. They still could be helpful for you in some ways. So don't think you need to start from scratch, do a completely new system. I've had many people that add something in or take something out and on the next attempt they're successful. It's just really tricky because it's kind of like a puzzle and you got to find the right pieces to find what works for you. So from the materials that you had, were there parts that worked that you felt like were successful? Maybe that was you took a lot of content from it, um, but maybe you need to add in something that gives you a little bit more strategy on breaking down questions. Or maybe you had too many materials and you're just like, I need to focus on one or two um, material sets. Were there parts that you didn't use completely? So maybe you um, kind of skimmed through and did not use them completely. Something to think about. Um, Identify what worked or didn't work from that resource. So don't think I need to start over. I need to spend a bunch more money. Take, I suggest when you do not pass that you actually spend a day reflecting and getting um, your study approach together. So that could be like several hours where you just sit, you reflect, and you're thinking of how you're going to move forward with this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. 
With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Some more things about your study materials. Do your study materials match your learning style? If you have not taken a little, there's tons of free tests on identifying what your learning style is. I definitely suggest doing that. A lot of people buy the book, buy books, and they realize I'm not retaining anything. Or they think that they are one learning style and they realize they might be a combination of multiple learning styles. The biggest thing I can tell you, what works for one student is not going to work for every student. So if you're getting a lot of advice that you should use this, this is amazing, do your research to see if it will work for you. What worked for one student might not work for another. Do you prefer audio? Do you prefer visual or textual? That would be more like a book. Or are you a combination? Or are you a kinesthetic learner where you learn by doing and listening and being active? So it's really important that you figure that out. And some people say, how do I know what my learning style is? I say you will know what your learning style is when you start to retain the information and you kind of have that aha moment where things start to click. If you're retaining and you're understanding and it's making sense to you, that's a learning style that's going to work for you. If you find yourself sitting, not retaining anything, and it's wasted time while you're studying, that's probably not a good approach for you. So pick or add a set of study materials that match your learning style or you might not even need to add anything. Maybe you have all that you need, or maybe you need to, like I said, um, lighten up a little bit. Maybe you were using too many study materials. Something that people always ask me is, I didn't pass, so I must need a tutor. Some people are gonna definitely benefit from using a tutor, but um, what I say is definitely reflect on if you think a tutor will be helpful to you. So oftentimes a few sessions with a tutor can help you see gaps that you might not see. I, I oftentimes say that a tutor might be helpful if you have taken the exam multiple times and you're not making progress, you're not improving. Because maybe there's something that you're not seeing that a tutor would be able to help you identify. So if you don't feel like you're able to make the progress that you'd like to see by yourself, a tutor might be able to help you jumpstart your prog progress. Same with study materials research, make sure that that tutor is going to be the right fit for you, right? If you are selecting a tutor, you definitely can ask questions. What is your learning style? How do you work with students? You know, what can I expect? Once again, different people are going to have different um, learning styles. So find someone that's going to work best with your learning style. Um, this is something that I find really important. This journey, this study towards this studying journey and your journey towards licensure is your unique journey. And I know it can be so hard to see all these people. I passed on my first attempt and they show their scores. Every person's different. Every person has areas that they are strong in, they're weak in, weak in. And that's in life, right? Some people are going to be great test takers and this is going to be easy for them. Other people, it's going to be a little bit longer journey, but your journey is yours. It's no one else's. So just because you see people using an approach or saying that they passed on their first attempt and use this tool, that does not necessarily mean it's going to work for you. We all prepare for tests differently. We all take tests differently. And also you have to think people have 
things going on outside of the test, right? Everyone has a different, unique story. Your journey, it's unique to you. So I know it can be hard, but don't try and compare yourself to others. Don't, please, please, please don't, because that puts more pressure on yourself. Um, so just know that you are on this journey and it's going to, you know, be different than maybe what you see other people doing. Here is um, a little advice that I give. Um, a lot of people um, are on social media. Social media can be a great tool. So I say social media for preparing for these exams can be a blessing and a curse, right? Make sure to do your research. You don't want to just go on Facebook and see someone said, this is a great tool and you jump on it and say, I'm going to try it. Only use reputable sources. So you definitely want to research. You definitely want to ask questions. Um, and while it can be a support to be on social media, right, there's tons of ways that groups can be supportive or posts can be supportive. Make sure it's not becoming a hindrance or distraction. Like I've had people say that they feel so consumed by social media. They're finding that it's actually becoming a distraction. They're on it too much. They're on the groups too much. So just do a reflection, right? Some people um, are not on social media very much. Some people become consumed with it. Also, if you find yourself becoming more stressed out by seeing that people are either passing or not passing, um, I suggest taking a break from social media before you test. And some people have found that as really helpful because they have found that um, without those distractions and without those pressures of hearing about other people's success or failures, it really just helped them focus on their own studying. So just be mindful. It can be a blessing. It can be a curse. Find the right balance for you of how you might utilize social media. A few tips before preparing for your exam. Purchase the ASWE practice test and take it a few weeks before your exam date. If you've never taken the ASWB practice test, I definitely suggest doing that. If that was something that was missing from your studies, in the previous attempt. Take it as seriously as you would the actual exam. I tell people, use this as a test run. This is your dress rehearsal. So you sit for the four, I always suggest you sit for the full four hours. You also should use the practice test or any four hour practice test as a way to kind of gauge what's going on in your body. Is your mind starting to wander? How is your timing? How do you feel in your body? Take notes after you take the ASWB practice exam of how you felt. That's going to help you when you go to actual test day because, like I said, it's a dress rehearsal. So for when you're ready for the real thing on the real day, you'll have a little bit more experience that can help ease some anxiety. Um, so pay attention to what areas you need to study before you take the real thing. That will come up when you take a four-hour practice exam. How are you feeling? How are you feeling with questions? If you've already taken the ASWB practice exam, if you go to purchase it again, it's going to be the same test. There's only one version. So just keep that in mind. Some people have, it's been years since they've taken it, but if you've taken it just maybe a short time ago, just be mindful, it will be the same exam. So if you're not wanting to purchase the actual exam again, consider taking another four hour practice test. There's tons out there, right? But you want to sit for four or so hours and be ready. So if you're not gonna take the ASWB official exam, take a full length practice exam prior to test day. That's going to really, really, really help. And remember, I always say this, the 
a question or a resource that gives practice questions is not a good resource if it does not give you rationales. If it can't explain to you why you got a question right or wrong, that's not going to help you. So you want to make sure you're looking for tests and practice questions that provide rationales. Rationales and questions are so, so, so important. And also reset. This could be your second time taking the exam. This could be your 12th time. When you go into test day, you want to reset as if this is your very first time. Bringing in all that anxiety, all of that um, mindset from previous exams can be really, really, really hard. And it can actually distract you on test day. So once you've processed your failure and do take time, a lot of people have to grieve after this, right? It, so much time, so much effort. After you've processed and learned from it, reset. Starting over fresh. I'm not going to worry about all those past attempts and don't fixate on it. Cause a lot of people say, I go in and I'm so terrified. I'm going to fail again, go into it, new mindset, go in with confidence and think this is the first time I've ever entered this exam room. Because like I said, you don't want to be ruminating or thinking about or being anxious about all those past failures. You want to be fresh. So process it and move on. Enter the exam as, this, as if this was your first time. If I could give any advice, it's just pretend, get into the mindset, this is my first time, and be confident in what you have done this time around to help you be successful. Um, I want to leave you with just one little piece of advice. You can. So I really like this picture because notice it says, I can't do it change that mindset, cut that can't into a can, you can do it. So if you find yourself having a lot of negative self-talk and a lot of doubt, work on mindset. Mindset can be such a huge part of this exam, right? If you keep thinking, I'm not going to do it, that's going to kind of play out into how you do on the actual thing. So change your mindset. You can do it. It is hard. It is exhausting, but it's doable. It's doable. It's definitely a challenge, but um, know that you are up for the challenge. And like I said, give yourself grace for even having the courage and having the ability to move forward from a missed attempt. You can do this. I can do it. I wanted to thank you for tuning in. Um, this can always be a tricky spot when people are going to sit for the exam and this is not their first attempt. Um, just hopefully you took one or two tips from this that can help you if you are preparing for your attempt. Change your mindset. You can do this. Remember, you got this. And I thank you for tuning in to Agents of Change. And make sure you check out and subscribe to my other videos on my YouTube page. Thank you very much.